Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Brooke, Dan, and Randy, it's the opening drive on 101 ESPN. The Blues play the Islanders tomorrow night, 6 o'clock pregame, 7 o'clock faceoff here on 101 ESPN. And we'll have the call for you. The game will also be on Bally Sports with John Kelly and our colleague here at 101 ESPN, Jamie Rivers, former Islanders star, joining us now. Uh, Rivs, good morning. How are you doing? Good, Randy. I appreciate the uh, recognition for my long tenure in New York with the Islanders. Hey, 75 games. Most people don't play 75 games in the NHL, let alone with one team. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, I guess. Well, well played. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, Patrick Waugh to get things started because I think he, his coaching career in Colorado was kind of underrated, not off to the best start, but what do you think that Patrick Waugh brings to the table for Lula Morello and the Islanders? Well, intensity. For one thing, you know, intensity and that compete. I mean, Patrick Waugh, he doesn't like to lose at all. Mm -hmm. That mentality, you know, he he had it obviously as a goalie, and that's what made him one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. And that's what he has as a coach, talking to people who, you know, have been around him as he's coached junior hockey and he's won championships at the junior hockey level. And now, you know, being back in the NHL, number one thing for him is, the team has to compete, and there has to be intensity, and there has to be a will to win. So for me, that's the one thing that I think of right away when I think of Patrick Waugh. Well, Jamie, yesterday the big news coming out that Perunovic and Falk are still dealing with injuries, and that means that they will be bringing in Zachary Bullduke. What should we expect to see from Bullduke? Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'm not quite sure yet because, you know, he he profiles as an offensive player based upon his stats in junior hockey to where – he had over 90 points one season, over 100 points another season. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is a, a school-scoring type player. But it hasn't been that way so far in the American Hockey League for him. In fact, you know, he's, I think he's only got 23 points so far this season. So it, it hasn't been like an offensive season for him. But I feel like the Blues are giving him a look because they want to see, you know, what he looks like in the NHL. What does he look like with top-notch players what, what can he bring to the table? Because the Blues need some more scoring. Uh, you know, you can't just rely on three, four guys the whole season to try and carry your team. And, and so you got a guy like Zachary Bolduc who's sitting there. You might as well give him a look. You don't have access to Snuggerud yet. You don't really have access to Dvorsky. Zach Bolduc was a high draft pick of yours. I think Army wants to see what he has in this player, especially right now, right before the trade deadline. You know, hey. what, what do we acquire? What do we maybe think of acquiring, and you know, it gives them a chance to get a look at them. 
Jamie, the Blues need secondary scoring. You just mentioned that. It's only been, I, in my estimation, and watching, you would know better, but it's been the top line in Jake Neighbors. You look at that uh, third line, it hasn't been great. Kasperi Kapanen hasn't been where, they, uh, been, been where they need him. Sammy Blay, probably the same thing. So give me a couple of names that we're not thinking about that could help in this stretch run as we head to the deadline on March 8th. Well, a couple of names that are available out there? No, 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 no. On the Blues that could propel them here in secondary scoring outside of the top line and Jake Neighbors. Is there anybody that you're seeing that you go, you know what, he's starting to look a little bit better and maybe that's one of the players we can look to? Well, the guys that I'd like to see, Kapanen is certainly one of them. You know, he's, he's blessed with a ton of speed. He works really hard. He seems to create the offensive opportunities that are out there. He just has had no finish, which obviously that's the key to it all, is you have to be able to finish off the play. But I, I think that Casper Kapanen, if he was able to put a few pucks in, might get that confidence going and find the back of the net. And then another guy who, who's kind of sort of been scoring off and on, lukewarm at times, is Brandon Saad. I think that this is a guy you brought in you know, specifically because he's been a perennial 20-goal scorer. You need him to be that guy right now. You know, over the last handful of games, at times, Brandon Saad has been playing, you know, third and sometimes fourth-line minutes out there with no power play opportunity. And that, that's, not, that's not the best use of him. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing Drew Bannister right now. This, for me, is more on the player that the player hasn't forced the coaching staff to play him more. So I, I think that... The biggest difference right now is you're getting very little offense out of Kapanen, out of Blay, uh, and you're not getting a lot out of Brandon Saad, Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes hasn't scored in a long time. If one or two of those guys can just change their games just a, just a bit and start to get on the board just every so often, even if, even if they're creating goals, not even scoring them, that changes a lot for the Blues. Uh, you mentioned Jimmy Snuggerud, and Minnesota has not had the best year, and they could they play their last couple of games this weekend against Michigan, and they could get knocked out of the NCAA tournament relatively early. Do you think that we'll see Snuggerud at the NHL level this year if Minnesota does get knocked out? I'm not sure. Uh, and the reason being is because, and Cardinals fans will love this one, because, you know, you start the clock on the contract then. <laughs> and... Um, you know, uh, that's the difficult part. I think you, if anything, I think you'll see him at the American Hockey League level. I think they'll want him to go to the American League and just play with some men and, and play as, as long as possible with them. If they make the playoffs, great. If they go on a playoff run. And then I think that the team focuses on Jimmy Snuggeroo being a part of things maybe next year, depending on how he looks at training camp and things like that. Because obviously, Randy, as you know, you can be as good as you as anybody at college or junior. When you make that jump to the NHL, it's a different game, and sometimes it takes some of these younger guys a little bit to find their game within that group. So I'm thinking about the trade deadline on March 8th, and if I'm Army, I don't know what kind of team I got. It's inconsistent. I don't want to give up the future. I don't want to sit there and say, well, we're just going to all of a sudden cast off all these players and not give us a chance. Do you think I'm looking at it the right way, Jamie? Yeah, I'm not touching a thing. If I'm Army, I'm looking at this team going, look, you guys have been up and down and all around all season long, and you find yourselves right there in the mix. Um, 
I, I think I'm going to ride it out with this team because if I, a couple things, if I start trading off pieces and the team then misses the playoffs, I don't know. For me, I would feel like I've denied my team an opportunity to make the playoffs by trading away pieces that could help us. I also feel, for me personally, I'd feel like the fan base deserves at least a playoff series. And also, my ownership probably wouldn't mind the dollars from a playoff series as well. So why not ride it out with the guys we have and hopefully make the playoffs? As far as trading people off, <clears throat> I've said this a couple of times, what are you getting in return? Like, honestly, the guys that you could trade to get something back, they all have no trade clauses. So there's no guarantee that you'll be able to trade those players. And the, the players that are unrestricted free agents that, you know, like last year's situation, trade them off for draft picks. Okay, what's the highest draft pick you're really going to get with your UFAs? A third rounder? The highest? You know, like, it doesn't really equate to uh, you know, a, an organizational transforming player coming through that draft at some point. So for me, I, I've said it several times, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I would just ride it out with this group and see what happens. And, Rivs, one other part of this is that you do still need players to play. So now with Justin Falk on long-term injured reserve, it appears he's going to be up for a while, that might reduce your desire to move a guy like Scandella because you need bodies to, to play defense. Yeah, you're right. And it really isn't a crap injury because Justin Falk's a big part of this defensive core and the team overall. And you got Matthew Kessel, who's come up and played great. you got Callie Rosen, who has played solid. But, yeah, you start trading off more pieces, and it totally affects everything. And, in fact, it can affect the development of your young defenseman like Matthew Kessel. He's playing alongside Tory Krug right now. They have played very well together for almost the entire time he's been up. Now, all of a sudden, let's say you trade a Tory Krug and a Marco Scandella. Now what's left in your defensive core? Matthew Kessel now becomes a main cog. He becomes defenseman number three and a lot of pressure on him, and maybe that changes things. So I think that there's something to be said for these guys continuing to develop alongside current NHL players that can help them. And we got those guys on the fence right now, and I wouldn't touch anything. What do you think Pavel Buchnevich would get you in, in the appetite that uh, some teams may have for him? He hasn't been good lately, but what do you think the appetite would be for opposing teams to look at Buchnevich? Uh Well, contenders would love him because he would solidify any team. Pick any team that's a contender in the NHL right now. You add Pavel Buchnevich, and their chances just got better. And it's simply because he's an all-around player. He plays penalty kill, power play, you know, play with the goalie, pulled either way. He can play physical. He's smart. So he's a, he's a great piece to add. Now, as far as what your return would be on that, I think you could get a first-rounder for Pavel Buchnevich. I think you can get maybe a prospect at the same time. And it all depends on you know, crunch time. Danny, you know, it's like you come down to the trade deadline, you might have two or three teams that are interested. Then you might have two teams that are really interested. And now the offers start and some teams will start to offer up stupid stuff. And those are the ones you're hoping for. And so Army will be patient to wait and see, you know, who ends up offering the most. And then he'll have a decision to make, whether he trades Pavel Buchnevich because it helps his team in the near future with draft picks or young players, or whether he wants to take a run at re-signing Pavel Buchnevich because 
he sees him as a piece of the puzzle for this team a few years down the road. Yeah, teams get desperate. And the other thing, too, is that you maybe as an opposing team feel like all of a sudden I get a jump out of this guy. Change of scenery. He's in the uh, the playoffs. He knows he's going to be with a contender. And I would assume some teams look at it that way, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, anytime uh, that a team can acquire a player from another team that maybe is not going to make the playoffs or certainly is not going to make the playoffs one way or the other, there's a bit of a bump there. Player's excited. He's going to a new team, has an opportunity to win more games. And especially if he goes to a contending team, now that player starts to think about deep playoff runs. And, uh, you know, it'd be crazy to think that players don't think about maybe even uh, the, the possibility of you know, sipping champagne out of the cup at times. So it can really reinvigorate a player. Jamie Rivers, you're the man. We appreciate it. We will hear you this afternoon at two on the on the uh, the fast lane. Have a, a great day and enjoy the the nice weather outside. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, and I will. We'll see you later. That's Jamie Rivers. Who, by the way, is, he'll, he's super prepared for the show, so he'll be here at noon. So he's not going to get a ton of time to spend outside. But 